Hey guys, and welcome on in to another episode. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabrina. Thank you so much for tuning in. And Eric, I don't know what you did this week, but these vocals sounded extra crispy. Like, they sound like, I feel like I can hear myself go like, you know? I can hear myself go. Hello there. How are you? Hey there, lonely girl. Hi. Hi, guys. Welcome on in the Black Girl Brunch. Lonely girl. I hope everyone's having a great week. He said, He is sad as shit. You sure she lonely? <laughs> he said, Hey, there, lonely girl. And don't call me lonely. Like, <laughs> that's rude as shit. Like, why would I want to talk to you? Even if I am lonely, like, I, it might be a don't address choice. It. Like, you know what I mean? It might be a choice that I'm alone. I may not want your company. Oh my god! And like, what do I? What am I doing to look lonely to you? Minding my business, like minding my fucking business. Be I happy feel like I, this makes me triggered because I feel like everybody think I'm lonely. Same. I'm like, I chose to be in this house. I had several places I could have gone. Like, who are you trying to convince? I'm like, I have friends. <laughs> I chose to be alone. You have a gang of friends. I don't want a man <laughs> at all. I don't want your man, but I got her like that. And you ain't even good with that like that. <laughs> <laughs> how was your week um it was cool i really mainly don't remember a lot but it was dope that's good yeah i actually don't remember anything and let me just stop before i start remembering things and then i be then i'm like (laughs) so yeah i'm gonna go with not remember let's not remember wait did did i hang out with you this weekend i really don't know what what happened this weekend because i think i I, I already shared this on Twitter, but I actually smoked like four puffs of weed with <laughs> Jameer this weekend, and that sent me like. Remember when Smokey was sleeping in the chicken coop on Friday? That was me. You sent me flying. So that's exactly why I don't remember what flying. happened because he had something that was way too loud, loud. Then loud. that made me want to smoke again. That makes me for me. I'm used to being like I love tripping off my ass. No, I don't like tripping. I felt like the girl Midsummer when she looked down and the grass was growing on her hand. That's how I felt. No, I like to be... I like to feel like out of body, out of mind. I like feeling like tripping on popo, tripping on popo. I like to feel like, let's get fucked. That's why I stopped. I like to feel like bag a lady. You can hurt your back. No, them bags. Like She's that. at one day, all them bags gonna get in your way. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jasmine Sullivan. <laughs> one day. Yeah, but um, sorry. I just literally forgot we were on air and just started scrolling on my phone. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I said... <laughs> Just was like, what the fuck is going on on like Twitter? But anyway, uh, <laughs> let's get into our fave four. So I mentioned that I hung out with our friend Jameer over at Black Millennials Podcast, who was our past guest. Go check his shit out. Amazing guy. Um, so he had this bomb ass playlist playing, and I'm like, bro, what? Who? What are you playing this from? He's like, oh, this is the soundtrack of my life. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? He's like, yeah, this is like, I made a playlist that is like my life story, which is something that Sabri and I are going to start doing. Thank you, uh, to Jameer for like inspiring us to do that. Um, but today we decided to share four songs, and this is just off the top of our head that you know would go on our playlist right now. So obviously, it takes a lot of songs to describe like who it you do. are. But do. But today, just based on how we're feeling. 
Island. These are the four songs that are play that go on the playlist to our life. So I'm gonna start with Sabria. Like we um, always do. <laughs> I, that's funny that he makes a soundtrack to his life because like I like making soundtracks to movies that I eventually want to do. Yeah. So on my Spotify, I have soundtracks to like the movie that I want to shoot. Um, that's very exciting. You're really, really good at making playlists. I too. love. I have so many. I love playlists. I love theme yeah. playlists. Give me a theme, I'll rock it. Wow. Um, <laughs> okay. So here's what's on my. I had to like take one song off. That was very hard. You said I'll rock it. <laughs> so I'm gonna start from the bottom up. So for number four, I have "Living Dead Girl" by Rob Zombie. I feel like most people know that like. That song is like very me, like living that, but like, <laughs> yeah. Iman, so I'm not, I'm not irritated. I'm trying Iman to listen. Said, Here we the fuck go. I was like, okay, it's her, it's her oh. life, it's her life. Okay, that's, that's so it. four, that's four. Living Dead Girl, Rob Zombie, three. What the fuck I want by Megan Thee Stallion. There we go. Because that is how I feel right now. Like I do what the fuck I want when the fuck I want. Kind of hard to do that when you have a job, but <laughs> sorry. Mentally, that's where I'm going. What the fuck I want? When the fuck I want? Um, number two, a classic. This keeps me going. I always work out to it. Pull over by Trina. That is definitely that song. That song reminds me of you. That is one of my favorite. Favorite fucking song. We I listen to that when we get in the car. I never get tired of it because I just listen to it because like whenever I be like. Oh, that I be getting so um like I feel defeated like in my journey and like working out stuff and then I just be thinking I be like whoop whoop like I just be listening to it like it just be like when she be like hand in the waist fat in the ass do you want to taste like I just like ooh like those lyrics it's just like eh. he said but what you got that ass for <laughs> like that is such a good ass song and I just it really love is Trina. fantastic it's so it just and it aged so well because I feel like if Trina put out that song like fresh tomorrow it still would be the same hit it is now so fucking good. She paved the way for ACT UP. Mm, um, surely did. Also, this is a last-minute change. I changed it when we was in the car because we was listening to this artist who I fucking love, Playboy Cardi. Love him so much. Mm-hmm. Um, no Time uh, featuring Gunna, Playboy Cardi. I fucking love Like I Sometimes when I'm on a bus, like going to work, I listen to that song on a loop on repeat because like, it's just like... I'm around town with a band ass bitch. And I ain't, like, you know, Claire, yeah, voice. Like, and I he just, was, <laughs> <laughs> like, and he's I, like, <laughs> that's how I play work, Cardi, bro. <laughs> he do, and I love it. And, like, I just listen to that song, like, like no time. Like, I really have no time for the, the shit. Like, I just want to, like, be around bad bitches. I want to have a stable income. Like, I don't want to be, like, you All know. All reasonable but, things. Yeah, like, I just want to be, like, you know, like, I just, like, I just love that song. And it's just, like, to me, that song is peak beauty. It's beautiful. Nah, you got to listen to it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, I so, love Playboy Cardi like, voice. First of all, Die Lit, phenomenal album. Mo- I just love that he Mozart, bitches on the track. Me too. And Mozart been real quiet since Die Lit came out. <laughs> I'm just saying. He no really be bitching on the track, like, confidently. He's going to beat it. And I fucking, oh my gosh, like, when he said, a different song, but he said, uh, uh, that mumbling, fuck that mumbling shit, but a mama, my Bought my mama a crib off that mumbling shit. Period. Chills. Period. I got chills. Oh, my God. That was a good list. I feel like it definitely represented you. A little bit of the rock and roll. A little, <laughs> little bit of Trina. Some variety up in here. Mm-hmm. 
Mine is uh, all Afro-American. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Because I feel like it's true. I really struggle, okay? Starting from four like you. But with uh, School and Life and Ego by Beyonce. Because both of those are... I would say Ego is definitely uh, more my... Um, my I life. love school, school and Life so much. School and Life is good, but I also feel like actually that needs to be on everyone's life pl- playlist. So, so it's like, because it is literally about life. So I'm like, ah, that's kind of like not part of the soundtrack for my life. But Ego, <laughs> she said, I wish I was 21 can I, so I could have a drink. That literally was me. <laughs> but um, She's swat. Can have a drink. I was like, damn. I'm not a teacher. <laughs> yeah, but I can teach you something. Not a preacher, but we can pray if you want it. Not a doctor, but uh, I can, can make, make you feel better. And I'm great and right in the next part. Love, love. I'm a freak all day, uh, all, all night. night. Who I'm what a fucking song. Sight, and I'm crazy all day, uh, uh, all night. Who needs a degree when you school All right, you know what? Fuck it. That's on the li- That's on my list. Oh, I forgot she said I'm a freak all day, uh, uh, all night. Uh, period, mamas. <laughs> what a terror. <what> <laughs> that is a song. That is a fucking song. That is the song you play when you fucking, you nail the job interview. Yes. And you like, I, who needs a degree? I am schooling, schooling life. life. Or when you really learn something, you like, all right, no, I know I said also, this before, but I learned this shit right exactly. now. Exactly. And I feel like that was definitely a clap back because I remember it was some, I don't know, somebody was saying something about Beyonce not having a degree or something, but it's like, she really don't need a degree. Oh, and it's just also, I like this song is because no matter what, what age you're going to be in, it's something, it's a lesson for each age. And I think that for my life soundtrack, I don't want to feel like because I'm not young anymore that I'm not still worthy doing things because like just youth shit is going to age, like get old. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to literally, the youth is going to get old. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's just not going to be cute anymore. Even down to 27, a lot of shit that I think I'm not old enough for, I'm like, I'm a grown ass woman. I got to stop. So yeah. Um, um, next is going to be, unfortunately, I have to, I hate to say it, I hope I don't sound ridiculous, <laughs> All Falls Down by Kanye West. We need it Because it's just, honestly. That song remind me of you. It's just uh, been. It remind me It's you. just a song that I think about constantly. It's a song I think, like, we all so conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. And how, like, not to give Kanye West just so much power, but that song really was powerful to me growing up and just feeling like, you know what, the more I admit that I'm a little bit self-confident, uh, self-conscious the more um powerful i become mm-hmm. like i don't know so i really like that song also like kanye back before he like was sick um or be or before he was as sick as what he is now he really 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 was like my idol when it came to like confidence Same. and just seeing it with your chest so like as crazy as he has gotten i can't forget what that has what that meant to me mm-hmm. when i was younger um, finally, uh, I mean, third, Honey by Mariah Carey, because that, yep. again, is just my forever mood. It's about shining and just being playful and youthful and young. And like, honestly, when I'm in a good mood, that song plays in my head, like on repeat. Mm-hmm. I think I said this like in an earlier episode, like that song means so much to me. Um, and then finally, Push a Man by Curtis Mayfield. <laughs> that is on the soundtrack to my life because I'm sorry, I'm really a hustler. And like when I really get into uh, my moods where I'm like, a bitch has to grind, then I'm like, I will fucking sell anything. I will flip anything. I will go work anywhere. So I'm like, I'm really a fucking, I'm a hustler. Like I'm a Push a Man if I really need to be. And also, I think it's funny because when people ask me what I do, I'm like, it depends. What do you need? Like, 
It really I'm depends what I do. It's, I'm that nigga in the streets. <laughs> he went, want some crack? Want some weed? I'm your pusher man. Dun, dun, mm. He said, I'm, I'm your pusher man. man. <laughs> when he said, first of all, hearing somebody from the 70s say, I'm that nigga that you... I thought that was ahead of... That was a cultural reset. Yeah. And that was a very it was ahead of his time. And he had to repeat himself. He said, I'm your pusher man. <laughs> and I said, Yes, the fuck you are. I felt like I feel when I listen to that song, I feel like like I had to walk like slowly, like real slowly. Yeah. Like, do I, y'all remember the the boogeyman? Um yeah. that was a, the Powerpuff Girls villain? <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. I gotta show you my dance moves today. Like when I be like having my hands on my I head and I be like shaking my head. <laughs> And I feel like I'm sorry. That song makes me feel like I have the best pussy. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I know. Wow. Sorry. That's wow. a- <laughs> I'm your pusher, man. Oh my god. Sorry to say it. You know I can't say that word very easily. Yeah. But that song makes me feel like I'm. If I get your man in my bed, he's never coming back home. And farmer, I'm your pusher, man. That's a totally different song. Yeah. And I'm like, definitely different, like, vibe as well. But <laughs> ultimately, it's, oh, hey, what happened? What? Okay, never mind. I got a new Bitch, song, guys. don't scare me like that. <laughs> I got don't a... fucking scare me. <laughs> I'm your pusher, man. <laughs> but um, I did um get a new phone, so I don't know how to work it. That's she all I got to say. She got the new, new. And alerts keep coming up, and I'll be like, what's this? <laughs> I feel like I broke it. <laughs> it's the police. Don't say that, because I always think the feds is watching. I'm going to keep fresh as hell the feds watching. That song is so good. Pharrell said, ah, 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 Okay, so let's toast for assist, all right? And this week, actually, we're going to be praying for two people. Um, we're, This week, we're going to be praying for Angela, a.k.a. the Kitchenista. It's been reported by her and so many other outlets that her um, son is missing. Mm -hmm. He's 16 years old, and he was last seen, I believe, on Saturday in the Detroit area. And it's just so, you know, unfortunate to think about having to um, write, like, please help me find my son. Like, I think about that, like, as I would, like, my finger would press press each key, I think my heart would be about to explode out my chest. And it's like, you know, I never wish this on anybody, but... You know, she has a large platform, and hopefully that helps in finding him. Yeah, so he, um, his name is Jaden. He was last seen Saturday 22nd in the Green Acre neighborhood. He's 16 years old, 5'9", about 175 pounds. He was wearing a blue hoodie and black pants. Um, please check her out on um, Twitter at The Kitchenista if you would like to see pictures of him. And please retweet and just kind of stay in the loop because we all know what happens when brown and black people go missing, especially, especially if they're mentally ill. Especially if they, we know what happens. So, like, we unfortunately have to advocate for ourselves and just, you know, not wait for it to become somebody we love to care. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we just want to give... Um, uh, a, a pray for a king in this case uh, to pop smoke because we're really upset about him you know and his like unfortunate like death like yeah, being murdered he was so young he was very young and I was so excited to see what he was going to do because he was so charismatic and he was cocky and confident and like so many people have said he gave us like that 50 cent vibe mm-hmm. and we I feel like I love charismatic entertainers. Mm-hmm. That's why I love the baby. And that's why um I love, what's the guy, black youngster, like just the in a, true entertainers. And I saw him and he was like, 
so good at like the drill rap and he just had a lot of potential. I saw a video recently. He wanted to get into acting and I just feel so annoyed that somebody who was just getting started, their life was just changing, could have really offered a lot to the game. They were robbed by somebody who was just a fucking hater. It's just mm-hmm. like, come on, man. Are you That's kidding me? so scary. Okay. It is so scary. And just a reminder, like be careful to all of us because you, you know, it was said that he accidentally posted his uh, address on Instagram or something like that. The the point is you should be able to make an accident without people like praying on you because anybody could do that. Like Mm -hmm. any of us could do that, but none of us deserve to be preyed on. No. You know, so. Yeah, just be extra precautious and like also be careful who you let into your circle. Sure. My gosh. But, um, yeah, so we definitely want to pray for them, and we want to move on into tea time. Uh, and first, we want to wish Rihanna a happy belated birthday, okay? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, so Rihanna turned, what, 32 years old? Yeah, I think so. And she's just out here killing it, killing it, killing it. Looking Eat, fine as she want to be. Looking fine as fuck. And she recently um, won oh, an award. I'm lick her shoulders so it. Yeah, they look, look like they taste like like cinnamon. <laughs> Rihanna definitely looks like she tastes like brown sugar and cinnamon, Ugh. like all together. Maybe like a little bit of caramel drizzle, please, drizzle as please, well. Let me look your shoulders. Um, what? Sorry, what award was that? The NAACP award. Yes. yes. You down with OPP? So she basically uh, was honored at the NAACP awards. Um, and I really, really, we really liked her speech. Um, did she you get that? She said, she "It is their problem." <laughs> she said, "The biggest thing that I have learned is that we only fix this world together." She said, "We can't let we can't let the desensitivity seep in. The if it's your problem, then it's not mine. It's a woman's problem. It's a black people problem. It's a poor people problem. How many of us in this room have colleagues and partners and friends from other races, sexes, and religions? And everybody raised their hand. And I yeah, just think should. that, like, this is where we get to her being a good human. Mm-hmm. This is where we get to Rihanna just deciding to be like, I don't, she really does not have to give a fuck. I'm so happy I didn't she give up on her. Like, the the Twitter era was very rough. I didn't think about giving up but on But I Rihanna. never I never thought about giving up Me on neither. Rihanna. Me neither. And when she when Rihanna was at her meanest, I was on board. Like I <laughs> because I like I just got I know how it is sometimes to just be mean. Like, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean you're a bad person, it just means this is what you're thinking. She snapped, she said, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, she didn't care. And that was bad gal Riri. And also like, um, who said it? Hayden Panettiere, I think. She was saying it's easier to go from like bad girl to like to being good because everybody expects you to be so bad that everything you do they kinda like lift up. Mm-hmm. But when you're a good girl, you can't do nothing bad <laughs> because then everybody sure. is hyper criticizing you. And I believe she said that because like her nudes were released. Hayden Panettiere. Oh yeah. And she was like, Everybody's just shocked because of my reputation. But if Angelina Jolie's news were released, nobody would really care because she she's like a bad hollywood bad girl so yeah i'm happy that this bad girl was able to just make such a big difference i love her love to see it i love her love to see it um okay (laughs) next subject um boosie got banned from planet fitness and good you fucking broke ass nigger 
<laughs> I just want to thank all the Black Girl Brunch listeners because I think we all are responsible for um, Boozy being uh, blocked from Planet Fitness. But it's just so funny. <laughs> because people like Boozy always think that everything's racist. He said, do not go to Planet Fitness. They racist. They haters. They just put me out of Planet Fitness because I said what I said about Dwayne Wade's son. He claimed. He added that the manager seemed to be further upset with him after the rapper, in, rapper insulted one of the employees. He said they championed Dwayne Wade's um, child. I'm not even going to say what he's saying because I just hate hate the misgendering. He said, so don't go to Planet Fitness no more. Nobody goes to Planet Fitness. They got roaches in there, bitch. Okay. The only roach that they had in there was you. Exactly. And now it's gone. I've never, I'm sorry. I've been to, first of all, I've been to Planet Fitness in New York and I've never seen a roach. And if, you, if they had roaches, why are you just waiting to say something when they kick exactly. you out? Exactly. I hate people like me that. Me too. Like, oh, bitch, you stink. I'm like, yeah, now I stink now that you don't like me anymore. Then exactly. why do, what does that say about your ass? That you, your rich ass goes to a gym with fucking roaches in it. Like, are you, are you kidding me? Mm. Also, like, not try, I love, I like Planet Fitness. I have a, a little membership there for when I can't get to LA Fitness. Yeah, I had to. Well, yeah, I had LA and Planet also. Yeah, like, I don't have a problem with Planet Fitness outside of the, sometimes the people are dramatic. <laughs> but now I will, ne- I will never give up my Planet Fitness membership now. Period. That's just it. I'm, 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 <laughs> you guys kicking boozy out because, like you said, like they said, it's a no judgment zone. Exactly. And he was using a, he definitely probably was using a Wi Fi to record that video. And also, he recorded that. First of all, people are trying to work out who talks on their phone. On the like the floor, exactly. So we're not; they're not just kicking him out because and he because had of what boots. because of what he said. They're kicking him out because you said what you said in their gym, making that look like now now Planet Fitness is associated with this hatefulness. Because at first from the video, I couldn't tell that he was at Planet Fitness. I didn't know what was going on, but the other people were saying, "Why he in Planet Fitness?" And I thought, "Oh, y'all found out what gym he was at." But then it's like, I wish I could. If I was the person who made wipe me down, no way in the world I would be at a gym like at as accessible as Planet Fitness. Like, Neither but I. Also, you, like, you don't have, I mean, I know some celebrities go to g- gyms, like, outside of um, their, like, um, whatever, but, like, um, I would think he would live somewhere with a gym in a building. I think that we, he is just, this is a great example of how broke is a mentality. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he definitely got a broke mentality. Like, I feel like I am, in spirit, I'm definitely richer than Lil Boosie. Yeah, I'm wealthy compared yeah, to him. Wealthy in spirit. Wealthy, in, yeah, in spirit and intelligence. And, and I will always be. And in love. Because it's like, how you going to sit up here and just talk also, shit about a child's genitals and somebody's business? That's nasty. And then be, not be shocked. Also, his son, people were like, um, like saying, I guess st- stuff to his son, like, "Yo, your dad, like out of pocket or whatever." And he like, "Well, I stand by my dad." And first of all, like being trans and being gay is two different things. But he like he, um, his son's like, "Yeah, I got somebody that could turn, um, make a Dwayne Wade child like ungay or something like that." And I'm like, "So like force, like a forced sexual act, like this is a." person that you're raising like it's just disgusting. that whole family belongs in fucking jail i never forget when they was like was it the kids or him they like smashed the turtle yeah it was all that's what i'm saying they yeah, like, they the kids that you like how did how are my children and their children in the same district like i'm so confused as to why they were on the same bus like yeah i thought i worked hard enough to <laughs> separate my kids from children like this yet no. these fucking little destructive bi- Ooh, I almost called them something right here. Destructive blackies. <laughs> <laughs> destructive. Fucking darkies. <laughs> 
and moved all out here in these fucking darkies. I, I swear to God, if I get rich and my kids is in the same class as like fucking kids, like boozy kids, I'm gonna be like, yo. I'm turning a whole district. I really can't down. win. Upside down. I would be so mad. Um, all right, next we wanna talk about the singer Duffy. Not sure if you guys have heard of the uh singer Duffy. Uh, what's the what's the name of the song? She, mercy, Mer, like you begging mercy, me. Mercy, mercy, mercy. You begging me for mercy. Okay, cool. Yes, and that was what. Why like, don't you release? That was like twenty thirteen ish. I think I remember. No, I don't know because I, I remember getting ready for like you remember the videos used to come on VH1. I swear that used to come on. Yeah, yeah, like, like maybe in high school, like twenty ten ish. Yeah, she had the pipes because she was like around the era of like um like Amy Winehouse yeah, mm-hmm. and like Adele, and we was like, oh shit, yeah, they, it coming like that from OT. Yeah, like, it was what? like it was like when all the um women from uh like London Town and the UK were like singing real soulful, and we were like, oh, these are the whites we like. Yeah, two thousand eighteen. It was 2018? I mean, 2008, sorry. Oh, okay, cool. 2008. Yes, okay. So you guys remember that song, and we're all like, wow, wow, wow. Like, we see stardom in her future. So recently, she just revealed something so crazy. Yeah, because she had, she had went away. For, like, I, because I haven't heard about her in years. No, like, and, and you just assume that people want to take yeah, their Yeah, and like you know? some people, you know, they just make their hit and they bounce. Yeah, like, okay, that was good. I got the talent. And like, honestly, for as long, for as, as, as much as I know, she could have actually been making music and performing in small shows well, she, doing great. She had her disappearance. Um, she's been gone since 2011. Yeah. So the reason why she has been gone, she actually took to Instagram to share why. She says, you only imagine the amount of times I thought about writing this, the way I would write it, how I would feel thereafter. Well, not entirely, not entirely sure why now is the right time and what it is. What it is that feels exciting and liberating for me to talk. I cannot explain it. Many of you wonder what happened to me. Where did I disappear to and why? A journalist contacted me. He found a way to reach me, and I told him everything this past summer. He was kind, and it felt so amazing to finally speak. The truth is, and please trust me, I'm okay and safe now. I was raped and drugged and held captive over some days. Of course I survived. The recovery took time. There's no light way to say it, but I can tell you in the last decade, the thousands and thousands of days I committed to wanting to feel the sunshine in my heart again, the sun does now shine. You wonder why I did not choose to use my voice to express my pain? I did not want to show the world the sadness in my eyes. I asked myself, how can I sing from the heart if it's broken? And slowly, it's unbroken. In the following weeks, I will be posting a spoken interview. If you have questions, I would like to answer them. In the spoken interview, if I can, I have a sacred love and sincere appreciation for your kindness over the years. You have been friends. I want to thank you for that. Please respect this in a gentle move. That that for me, please respect this is a gentle move for me to make for myself, and I do not want any intrusion to my family. Please support me to make this a positive experience. Wow, that is what that is so. It's so. I mean, I know nobody is ever exempt, but to me, like it's so crazy that something that could happen to somebody, like you know, that is like you know, pretty high profile. But then again, you know, since they are high profile, you know, it's like. A mix of, like, I can't believe this happened, and, like, what the, like, you know? What scares me is that they're, like, every time a kidnapper is caught, for me, it's like, okay, thank God. But what scares me is knowing that there are more kidnappers in the world. <laughs> yeah. And if, if people like Duffy are not exempt, neither, neither are you and I. Yeah. And you can't really 
like know the signs of someone who's going to be to do something so terrible because they're planning in private mm-hmm. and that just that just scares the fuck out the of me the fact that she got away though oh my god she, this I, I really cannot you know as a person who just loves like uh to hear about survivors not allowing shit like this to to stop them from living um and having them share their stories so maybe other people who don't have as much support and access can get inspired like i'm so like waiting to hear what she has to say what this interview is who this person was what's been done like how she got away you know because we watch these movies and shows all the time but like you forget that it's a reality for real people like how you just be sitting next to somebody at starbucks and they may have been held captive for days that is so crazy to think about like um thinking about um there was a movie didn't i tell you the movie didn't I tell you about the movie I watched with this lady? She, like, was wanted to do, like, this modeling gig, and her boyfriend was like, you know, at first she was like, I don't want to do it, but her boy, she didn't really need the money. Her boyfriend was like, you know, like, you know, go do it. Like, you know, it's okay. Like, you know, we need the money. Like, you know, you can go do it. And she went to go do this modeling gig. And um, this guy, um, he seemed legit. He had, a um, like, somebody working at the front desk mm-hmm. and everything. And then next thing you know, she, like, was trafficked over the course of three days. She was sex trafficked and drugged. And um, she had eventually got away. And But he had all this, go- all this going on in, like, an apartment complex. And he, I think he was, like, maybe the, like, the the property owner, like, of it. So nobody, like, was questioning um, anything about him, but and then he never got caught or anything because everything like had just it's like it just disappeared in a drop of a head. Oh like after God. she got away. But the crazy thing is, the lady that it happened to, she acted in the movie <sighs> as herself. That is so strong. That's yes, I can't. Uh, oof. But yeah, it's <sighs> just like crazy how stuff like this happens, and like it's, it's crazy because like sometimes I think like. When I go on like Tinder dates or like I meet people, mm-hmm. I always think I'm like, is this the is this the moment? Like, is this what's going to happen to me? Because I've had moments where I felt like something like that was going to happen, and it was very scary. It was, and I think that like I don't know if everyone has felt like this, or it's just like something that women experience. I feel like uh, like not to be like you know that person, but I feel like definitely women more often you ever just be like yo this is the moment that that it's gonna happen to me yeah i always feel like that like if you going anywhere late like even when i'm like parking at at like at nighttime going to my up my steps if i hear anybody i'm like this is somebody's gonna try to attack me right now or like if i'm in uh you know i got this irrational fear that somebody always in the back seat of my car Mm -hmm. so it's just it's just so scary that we live like that like the other day i was walking um from lunch back to my job and this guy was behind me and like every time when i heard him walking i I turned around and actually this was a while ago but yeah i turned around and he was like hey my bad let me walk in front of you and I really respected him for understanding, like, as a woman, you walking behind me makes my guard go up. Mm-hmm. And even you walking in front of me makes my guard go up. But now I feel somewhat more at ease because I see you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what you're doing. So, I don't know. I think that, like, um, this is just an example of, like, shit is really happening. It's not, you're not paranoid. You're really not paranoid for being as safe as what you are. Shit is happening. Mm -hmm. There's really no way to protect yourself, but at least you can be a little bit aware of the fact that it's happening. And any way that you can make people around you feel more comfortable knowing that we all kind of scared, we should just do that. Like, if I'm walking behind somebody, I'm going to make some noise. I'm not going to be fucking creeping walking behind you. That's scary. Like, I don't know. 
But I really appreciate her for like being brave enough to share that. And I understand what she means about not wanting the world to see the sadness in her eyes. Cause I don't like for people to see me sad. Like, even Sabria and my family, when you guys see me sad, I feel like, oh, like, remember the other day I told you, like, I feel pathetic. And you were like, no, I said people are pitying me. And you were like, no, people aren't pitying you because you aren't pathetic. But it's it's hard for me not to feel pathetic when people see me hurting. Like, I'm whatever animal that likes to, like, go run into the woods to heal and then come back out. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. And also, like, she probably didn't want people asking, like, are you okay? Are you okay? At that moment, because it's like, you're not okay. Because you're like, I'm actually, I need to heal. And like she says, it's been thousands of days that took to feel somewhat, like, you know, like some sunshine in her heart. So that's that's the best healer for some people. It's just time. For some people, the best thing to do is, like, go work. Some people, the best thing to do is just write and sing. But I'm happy she, she was able to recognize, like, what she needed mm-hmm. and then do that. Um, next we're going to go to a subject that's a little bit, uh, lighter, but also somewhat unfortunate. So Ben Mora, he was a, um, a regional field director for, um, the Bernie Sanders campaign. Okay. Um, he was based in Michigan and he recently was fired from his job because his private, um, Twitter was revealed that he has been like, uh, attacking like other Democrats in the field as well as their family members, journalists, and politically active uh, celebrities. And I, I felt I'm mad uh, that Ben was fired because when I tell you these tweets were fucking hilarious. So fucking funny. Like, I'm like, who thinks of this? Like, <laughs> I really was fucking rolling. Okay. Yeah, like, um, there was this one senator, her name is Amy Klubachar. And he tweeted, um, "Look, sh- he she looks like her name, paint chunky, confused <laughs> origin and purpose." <laughs> like what? Then he said that the former South Bend mayor Pete Buttigieg is what happens when the therapist botches the conversion. <laughs> I think it's Buttigieg. Buti- I don't know. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Um, and. Um, <laughs> He also said something about his husband, Chaston. <laughs> he said um, he predicted that, that he will be busted for running a meth racket in, <laughs> in 10 years. But he really went hard on Elizabeth Warren. He, oh, my God. <laughs> the stuff that he said about Elizabeth Warren sent me. He said, Warren is an adult diaper fetishist at her core. At Let's be honest. And somebody laughed at that. This killed me. He says she never shuts the fuck up about daddies and mommies, goo goo gaga, rubber ducky bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody said, by golly, I don't think anyone on the stage has a diaper as full as mine, Elizabeth Warren. (laughs) This one fucking killed me. Let autocorrect finish the sentence for you. Elizabeth Warren has lied about being, for me it's Elizabeth Warren has lied about being fat. (laughs) What? (laughs) My favorite is um. (coughs) He says she looks like shit. (laughs) He calls her a dumb oaky, and he said she lied about her Native American ancestry to get into Harvard. (laughs) I just think that's so funny to say somebody looks like shit. It's like, damn, how you really feel, bro? And like. For me, it's, like, upsetting because this is... I feel like everybody should have a private outlet where they can vent. Oh, wait, can... Real, real quick. He also called her a fake hoe. 
<laughs> he called Elizabeth Warren a fake hoe. <laughs> Fucking comedy. I'm sorry. <laughs> Me? I feel oh. like this one, how we sweet. I know. That's that's why I was laughing because that's something I would say. Like, a lot of stuff that he was saying is something that I would say. Yeah. And, I mean, I guess because of, like, I mean, obviously, like, what he was working for, but that's, he understood that. That's why he made a private account. And I feel like that is a, I don't know if he can flip it somehow or, like, do something because that is a, um, that's some kind of like privacy breach because he made a private account because there's like I would be so upset if I put something in my close friends and somebody like screenshotted yeah. it and like sent it to somebody or like um was like look because it's like I trust y'all with this information that's why you're like you can follow like you know my private Twitter or you can follow my like um my you're in my close friends like because i trust you with this information like i mean if it's a meme or something like i don't mind but if it's something that like i'm personally saying like that is not to be shared and i feel like that is so fucking corny that somebody took screenshots of that stuff and then sold it to the fucking daily yeah, mail like come but on fucking how much fifty dollars that is just so tweet. corny that's so corny and like don't get me wrong i do understand his res- his job requires certain responsibilities especially when you're representing politician but what's fuck what fucks me up is that people like donald trump get to say whatever the fuck they want to say and he's a fucking they, office and he's in office and no one holds him accountable but regular people we can't just tweet how we feel because then we get fired and i just don't like that like why can't we be held as the, the same standard as the fucking president. As the, as the fucking president. Because and also, it's the like, same political he game. understood his job. But just because you do something don't mean you got to, like, people, we all have fucking thoughts. He would have never been on the radar and at, we, for his for for the quality of his work. Exactly, because he was somebody that understood that I have to separate this from that. That's why he had a fucking private Twitter account. And I feel like everybody should be able to have something like that. That's exactly why I, like, the thought of, like, working in corporate America and stuff like that freaks me out because it's like I have to choose between um yeah I would probably make more money if I worked like you know in an office or whatever um but it's like I have to choose between the things I say um I had to choose between like possibly making more money the things I say Mm -hmm. and my whole overall personality just to like Please do this fucking job that I don't really care about, you know? Exactly. It's just like, come on, bro. Like, Elizabeth Warren is a fake hoe? Come <laughs> on. Elizabeth Warren And she like did shit. fucking lie about her Native American um, ancestry. Come on, bro. She looked like shit. She, he not lying. <laughs> she does look like shit. And guess shit. what? So does Bernie Sanders. <laughs> they all, every, I turned on it. I saw that debate and I looked at all the motherfuckers ugly as shit. <laughs> And it's ugly. And I just like, I'm sorry. They like, all look like shit. Like I said. hope he get a job like as like a comedic writer for like fucking Trevor Noah or something. I really hope this isn't the end of him because that was funny as hell. I got a good laugh. Like honestly, we <laughs> laughed hard here, but you should have saw us in the car when we first were reading. Like, but also last night when I first <laughs> read it, I was <laughs> screaming. Elizabeth Warren looks like shit. Um, <laughs> to so say that, cause like I'm picturing somebody saying that like very deadpan and like. 
just like that's the thing I'm thinking. But also, I could tell he was irked. Like yeah, he just like, really cannot stand her. Like he probably he, was watching the debate and it's like, this is so fucking annoying. Just yeah. vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah, like <laughs> isn't it obvious that my candidate is the best? But also, like it makes me mad because like now people are using this and other things. They're like, see, Bernie Sanders, like his supporters are like aggressive and all this stuff like that. What the fuck? Like first of all, Democrats, you are a bunch of fucking bitches. Period. And like I said before, I am being pushed into the corner Ooh. to vote for Bernie Sanders. I do not like any fucking body that's been on that stage. Literally no fucking body. But I know the smart thing to do is vote. I have to. So I'm just picking the fucking old fuck. Who gives a shit? Um. Anyway, I think it's so fucking whack that like that they're bitching about like his supporters being like you know aggressive and like all this stuff blah 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 when it's like literally republicans like saying the most vile shit the fucking like i said like you said the fucking president is saying some crazy ass shit it hasn't stopped and he won't stop and he you know where he's saying it he's saying it on twitter on his public account on the account that it says the president is the fucking united states bruh like come on so yeah prayers to that man that was really really Yo, funny free, free to real free to real uh, ew excuse me and also like the fucking bitch ass bitch ass nigga who wrote the article he's a fucking trust fund baby you fucking Randall ass fucking oh, wow. nigga wow you did that know. shit you was happy as shit to write that article for what fucking 75 dollars he said this is gonna blow the roof yeah he told me some exclusive trolls ahead that's what the article said I'm like you a fucking bitch see, and if I see I'm you a, in the streets I wanna stay out of the what way what the fuck his name Scott Bixby or some shit like that I wanna stay out the way because like somebody snitching on me and being like making a catchy sassy uh, headline you're getting but, beat the fuck that up that would definitely be like alright I'm not gonna say nothing I'm just gonna be right outside the gym when he come out <laughs> and s- yeah cause you know he fucking go to crunch yeah, crunch on fucking Fifth Avenue. I'ma wait till he have hit that little, you know, that fucking drop it um, uh, jacket that be zipped up to the top. top. Yep. I'ma take because he live in New York. Um, yep, he sure do. I'ma <laughs> take him in his duffel bag and drag him right up and down the street. Just beat the shit out of him and then start running. My th- but it be it be clearly me. Like you can see, like my, my hair sticking <laughs> out my hood. But imagine being a trust fund baby, having a multi million dollar apartment smack dab in Manhattan, and you you want to be a fucking like this is your job you a fucking yeah. bitch you I'm can definitely work. still you in can, your MacBook <laughs> period you can work anywhere you want you can do whatever you want and you chose to be a bitch like that <laughs> That just for me that don't add up snitching on purpose I would just be chilling in my multi-million dollar apartment fucking tweeting my 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 but um yeah that's it uh, we have no breakups and break-ins this week which I'm actually quite oh true we don't. I don't I didn't think of any all the only person I know who uh broke up is Matt Barnes and um Beverly Johnson but it's like I feel like our listeners like half our listeners know who that is half our listeners like what the fuck nope and that's just and me. that's okay that's the, and you know what you're I'm happy that you guys don't pay attention to this exactly. I know the girls was arguing this weekend um which I just couldn't follow it was like Alexis Sky and Ari yeah, that and Jada my, I, I had to ask um I had to ask one of the cell associates to um to explain it to me I, she explained it to me still wasn't all I know is it. Alexis Sky was eating those bitches alive that's all I got to say See, but like also like her I, saying she paved the way but also like y'all is supposed to be fr- that's why I'm like them type of bitches like I don't like that like 
Bitches, first of all, a lot of bitches like that be hanging around each other all because they're like, oh, she pretty, this and third, blah, blah, blah. No, but they don't uh, have personalities. Y'all have, when you, when, in their brain, that's all it is. No, and lashes. All they think about is when. Lashes. I'm going to eat some crabs. Um, I want, no, because I want to, like, watch. I don't know what like, I want to do. Like, I just want to go to Miami. Because you heard she pregnant and like, she having so-and-so to... baby. Yeah, like, I want to, like, 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 Miami. Dr. Miami and, like, that, um, if like, I, like, my stomach. Like, like you, do think you think my stomach flat? Do you think, like, do you, do you think that, I'm like, t- if my I work stomach with, like, hurt. a waist cincher, like, do you think it would make, I just want to lose my stomach. I hate him. I love him. I just want to start something. I just, I'm getting the job done. I'm bored. Like, who I'm do so nails? Bored. Who do hair? How much you charge? No, because I want the lace front. No. I don't know. Like, how should I get my hair for I my birthday? Stomach hurt. I know it was like it's not until another like four Who months. Who fucking but, like, with how my man? My birthday. Like, Act that you can get smacked at. It's all the bitches think about. Them. It's all they think about. Like, I cannot stand it. God. Like yo, like and like the thing is, I just, I just, I, I just can't look. That's how I feel, and I'm gonna leave that. I'm leave that right there. Leave um, it. shit. Sorry, I was messing with another shared document. Ah ha ha. Um, I was like, hold it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? What's that? A line dance? It like now hold it. I don't know. Now hold it. I think it's the Mississippi Muscle remix. If you like to do line dances at your family functions, tell me the name of that song where they play. Now hold it. Dun 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 dun. Now hold it. Okay. All right. So let's go get on into the sunken place. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the sunken place. Um, Sabrina, you tell the story um, behind this week's sunken place because you suggested it and it made a lot of sense. So, for the sunken place. So, I don't know if y'all saw the video, but it's this girl. She giving her like partner a gift and record. She's record. Somebody's recording it. He's recording her giving the gift. First of all. Sounds like a bad setup. Anyway, recording people opening gifts and shit. Like, unless it's like, I guess, like kids or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, that's another that's another segment. But anyway, so they recording, like, you know, him open up a gift. And first she give him a cologne. And he like, oh, okay, whatever. And then she like, I got you a rental property. And he like, Bruh. he and and his friend in the background dick eating like, oh, that's a boss move. That's a, that's a boss see move. how bosses do? You see boss, bosses do, blah, blah, blah. He like, um, actually, like, I wanted like a Rolex or like a chain or something. And like, a lot of people was like, oh, he ungrateful, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Like I said on Twitter, first of all, all he wanted to do is sit down, wear his fucking watch. I definitely get that because that's what I be wanting to do. I just be wanting to be on my Apple Watch, fucking sit down, watch my 600-pound life. <laughs> His fucking girl gets him a rental property. That is so much responsibility. Like, I would, like, I understand, like, a part of me understand, like, okay, like, you know, that's money, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it also is a responsibility. And some people aren't made to be bosses. Some like, people didn't, of all, just didn't ask. Didn't ask. Like, first of all, like, we were saying, I think it was last week when Imam was saying all the stuff that she didn't want it. Like, yeah, a lot of people think that might be ridiculous, but like, people actually give shit like that for gifts. And it's like, I don't want that. Like, no. I don't want that. And if since I don't want it, I don't have the mentality for the upkeep of it. And you're giving, like, say, I'm content in my apartment and you give me a fucking house. Mentally, I am not prepared for a fucking house. To deal with the breaks? Because you're only buying it from me. You're not maintaining this shit. Exactly. Because, like, in a rental property, like, like I said on Twitter, this man wanted to fucking watch 
Now you got to worry about fucking toilets leaking, <laughs> fucking ceilings creaking. Because, like, a lot of um, rental properties are fixer-uppers. Yeah. And when I hear rental property, I just automatically thought of when Issa had, was, um, you know, doing that landlord shit, like, in that, like, shitty-ass, you know, place. And everybody kept on saying, like, the water, but, like, it's just all these complaints. And it's like... Looking, don't know this man from a can of paint, but looking at his demeanor, he looked like he, he ain't is got not time for, for that, that bullshit. Shit. He just want to sit down and watch the game. But, and a lot of people, I cannot stand this new generation of um people to be like boss moves, do this ball like you no, know. We, we gonna talk about this. Like um black capitalists, um because that's what you know I see. Um, I hate it because it's like everybody does not have that you know in them or a lot of people don't want to run shit like I said again like I said on Twitter I you know some people might you know see um, myself and Ima as people that are like leaders but we don't want to fucking make a company No, impo- you know really how first no of desire. all it's fucking hard to shit running this fucking podcast <laughs> and most of the time we just on our phones writing stuff down retweeting shit posting on Instagram Talking, sitting down. I just but be that is a collab. that is a lot a that is a lot to do. Like, and we have no desire to run a business. I have no desire. I am totally fine with working with a production company that is art fucking. I will fucking sit in Warner Brothers. I don't give a fuck. I'm willing to you know work with something that is already established because first of all, people don't understand is to be successful in a business you have to be uh, obsessed with it. One. Two, you have to study the stuff. You have to invest in it. You have to, that shit will keep you up at night. You have to be willing to, you know, not get the proper rest. It has to be like, in the beginning stages, it has to be all, it has to consume you in order to be successful. And like, um, for instance, I was talking to like one of my coworkers about this. Like she was trying to make a hair appointment and girls was Ignore. She's like, um, you know, I'm trying to inquire, you know, about a wig, like, you know, and the prices and stuff like that. The girls was ignoring her and posted Instagram stories. But these are the same people who say like, oh, I'm making boss moves. Oh, y'all do nine to fives. I don't know how y'all do that. This and a third, blah blah blah. Like, I can ne- that can never be me. You know, I do like I work for me. All the stuff like that. But good for you, you. You're making an Instagram story when you have a possible, you know, client inquiring about something. And you're not, you know, and even when they do inquire something, you know, people don't, you don't know how to talk to your customers. You don't know how to talk to the public. Some people, um, I saw a lot of that with like makeup um, company where people like would complain about customer service because they didn't have a customer service person. It was just, you know, one person running everything. And of course, when you're running, you're handling orders, you're handling this and that. And if somebody's like, hey, like, you know, I didn't get this. You're going to be a little irritated because you're overwhelmed. Then you snap it on them and then your business get a bad review. It's not all about like, you know. Boss moves. Yeah, exactly. Boss. Like what you can be a boss and work for somebody else. Yeah, boss being a boss is like a mentality. Is it definitely knowing your lane? Knowing your lane, exactly. And everybody don't know their lane, and that's a problem. And that's how things fail. Stuff fail because people take on way too much. Like when I feel like I'm taking on way, like for instance, I was trying to do makeup, and I was like, oh, like I was like, I'm good at makeup. I was like, oh, I can, you know, apply makeup pretty decently, and I didn't like the way 
I, people was talking to me. I didn't care enough about, you know, what people wanted. I was doing, like, a one certain look on people. And if somebody wanted something else, I would be like, uh, I don't want. And I realized that's not for me. Push come to shove. If I need to do it to hustle or something, I will. But that's not something that, like, I will build upon. Like, oh, I am, you know, MUA. Like, that's not, that's not me. And a lot of people don't know. A lot of people don't humble themselves. That's the thing. And also, like, I agree with everything you just said. But, like, to, you know, for the rental property, for her getting them the, that gift, I just was wondering, like, when you get somebody a gift, you're supposed to be getting them the gift for them, not you. Yeah, and I feel and like, I like it was for her. No. Like, it was record. First of all, she so was recording it. So many people are doing it. She was recording it, for one. Yeah. Um, And then he said... What he said, like, oh, I wanted to change. I don't like that role. That you like, I knew he. I I said you was gonna say that. Well, if you knew he was gonna say that, why, why did you get him to change? Yeah, because you know, and that that's a big pet peeve of mine. Like somebody not getting giving you what you want, but giving you what they think you want, so that they can feel better about themselves. And I'm like, the true gift's supposed to be about what the the gift retainer wants. You know what I mean? Or uh, yeah, gift obtainer wants. Like that's what it's supposed to be about. And it just bothers me because I think people do the same thing with their kids. Like yep. they they will be out here giving their their kids a fucking goop, like you Gucci shoes and a Louis Louis this and then the other. Meanwhile, all the kids want is some light up Scooby Doo. <laughs> Scooby Doo, like that was me. I remember when I was a kid. Like, yeah, I did not care. I, I, I really wanted, didn't care about I wanted to shit. go to playlist, uh, playlist. I wanted to go to Payless and get some light up sandals. I wanted to light up. And my mom so said no. Bad. She said no. You will be going to Lord and Taylor's. You will be getting the Nikes. You will be getting the Keds. You will be getting the Jordans. You will be getting the Reebok. But we don't. And I'm like, that's corny. Like, just let kids like the corny stuff. And I'm so happy that when I was in fourth grade, I wanted ske- All I wanted to wear was Skechers because, like, I. I used to shop at Lim- Limited too, and my dad would always buy me like those big chunky Skechers, and I was definitely the only kid in school wearing stuff like that. But I wanted to dress like the, the kids I saw on Disney Channel, not like fucking uh, Fabulous or Fat Joe or some <laughs> shit. Like fuck, fuck, I'm dressed like that for. Like, I'm trying dressing the kids like Fat Joe. I'm trying to Hate dress to see it, bro. I'm trying to dress like Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> like, that's who I'm trying to dress like Lizzie McGuire. I'm not trying <laughs> to be out here dressed like the fucking Remy Ma. <laughs> in fourth grade like y'all out here really dressing y'all kids like Lil Mo and it's like stop <laughs> they're not adults and they don't want it they have not asked for it they have not asked for it to give somebody something that they don't want and they have to maintain I literally said last week never buy me a home never buy me an animal never buy me a surprise vacation like do not buy me things that like come on that you it's, it's about me it's really about me and also going to add to the list, do not surprise uh, fucking propose. Because I really, really get stressed out by stuff like that. Like, yeah, me too. who's around? And this is so funny because, like, we uh, one thing we were going to talk about was, like, public display, display of affection. I'm very, very uncomfortable with it. So I'm like, when people are recording themselves giving gifts and get, or receiving gifts, I feel so uncomfortable. Like, how are you not... This is not how gift-giving works. My mom was trying to record me when she gave me Beyonce tickets, and I was like, what are you doing? Okay, but, but your mom <laughs> wasn't going to put it online. No, she wasn't. Yeah, my your mom, mom sent it, it to me. It was for her. It was for, it was for it was And for me, because I oh, wasn't yeah, there. wasn't there. True, and I, true. Like, and I had known different. about it for so long. I was getting anxiety, like, oh, my gosh, she about to find out she got the tickets. What was her reaction? But it was funny that she recorded, because I wanted to scream, but we was in a restaurant, so I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So like I feel like and, and it is a little bit different. Yeah, like, that is isn't different. It? I guess it's the it's the it's the delivery, it's the taste. Yeah, because you're posting it for everybody online. Yeah. Like my if anybody know my mom, my mom is I know I'll be posting the funny stuff she sent me, but she is a very, very private person. Like Did very ass. private person. The one of the most private people yeah. I know. <laughs> so that is um yeah, that's the sunken place. Just like, yo, humble yourselves, like you said. And realize that everybody is just don't have a boss mentality. Like, everybody don't want to do that. And that's, oh, like, normalize being okay with not being, like, you know, Please. running shit. Please, everybody can't own a business. Like, exactly. Think about I don't, that. I don't want to start my own production company. Maybe my, maybe I will change when I get older and I have kids. But as for right now, my foot, I'm trying to step it in a door that's already made. And also, I just get really irritated when, um, like everybody I meet say the same shit. Like, yeah, I'm I trying. I want to be an entrepreneur. I, I'm trying to flip houses, you know, because Philly real estate. I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else, buddy. Like, I'm not trying to say you shouldn't do it, but I just hope, like, wh- how much? I, I feel like people don't want to be entrepreneurs be just because of financial independence. They want to be the bully and the boss. You know what I mean? Yep. They want to. They, they want to tell be- people what to do and where to be and all that stuff. Like, and that. I think this transition into our common sense segment. I think that you know specifically, you know, black people we really think that the key to uplifting our community is through financial gain and i'm not going to pretend like that is 100 wrong because you, how can you make changes when you can barely afford the basic things that you need okay. however capitalism is a system that requires one person to win and if other people to fail so the thing is if, even if you're winning or black people are winning other people are still falling behind mm-hmm. it's not practical Mm-hmm. It's not about, like, you just getting up. It's about how do we make it in life so that nobody is poor. And I don't think that some people like that. Some people just think about not being poor anymore, but they don't think about what happens to poor people. Yep. They just be like, okay, the poor, the poverty situation, I got out of it, and we're not going to address it. We're just going to, like, put a bandage over my wound and not look at my wound being a collective one mm-hmm. for the entire, you know, community. And that's why I don't get off on selling anything. Exactly, because like you haven't, yeah, you have a rental property, but uh, now, like, you know, certain neighborhoods are being gentrified, and the people that you're going to be renting to are not going to be looking like you. Um, for one, and the property value is going to be up, so that is going to push some people out. So it's like, the fuck? It's like, well, I'm okay with gentrification as long as I'm profiting off of it. Yeah. I, it's not, oh, I'm not okay with gentrification. If we're going to uh, make our neighborhoods look better, it should still be. Um, safe for everybody now. It shouldn't just just start getting safe once white people show up. You know what I mean? That's just or once people with better jobs show up, it should be safe and clean and accessible for everyone, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, so it's not about replacing capitalism with black capitalism. Um, I've been really preaching like the key to a stronger collective black collective is a stronger family structure i don't think that that's something we talk about enough Mm -hmm. right and i think people think when you say a a strong family structure that automatically means okay you got a husband you got a wife you get married and then you buy a home and then like okay no that's a very small part of it strong family structures don't have to look like um typical cis heterosexual relationships at all Mm -hmm. but what it does look like are two people uh partnering together or investing in their family or a collective because not everybody wants to date anyone Mm -hmm. but to create a family either through your friends through your blood of support wellness love and like 
I'm going to say this again, support. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of the issues in our community have started with the black family being broken up during slavery. Mm -hmm. Sorry, going to be a whole tip for a second. (laughs) Hate to say it. But yeah, if you think about how they really, really wanted to make sure that they weakened our race, just from the start of the slave ship, we're going to put people who speak different languages with each other. Once they get here, we're going to break up families. We're going to sell them. We're going to sell them. And like, I mean, honestly, when we are at odds with each other, and right now I'm talking about black Americans, Mm -hmm. that really, really fucks with how we grow. And then when we are at odds with each other as just a black community, Africans versus Jamaican versus Caribbeans versus black American, then that makes it a lot harder too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I feel like the key is going to be stronger family structures. There's a reason why we were sold and split up because like together you are stronger. Mm -hmm. And I look at other ethnicities and like when I'm working at the mall, that's taught me so much about how different cultures and families work together. Like I can see a lot of like it made like the Asian people, like they, their community and their their families just, I don't know, their family values just seem stronger. Yeah, like how their kids um, sometimes like will come from school to work at like the salons and stuff like that. Exactly. Or when people come over from like Vietnam at my salon, Sandy's Nail Salon on Ridge and Midville, um, that's the old salon that I, I like. I grew up at that hair salon. Like Sandy will tell you, like, I remember when you were a kid, but I can remember like I would see so many people filtering in and out the nail salon. And I would talk to them and they would be like, yeah, I come over and, you know, I get my work through here and I get my like grounding in this community through here. And then I'm able to do what I want to do after that. So like just even that support, like a lot of immigrants have that like, mm-hmm. all right, this is what we're going to do. But also I see a lot of um, Asian people like they'll send their kids to school over here. They'll work their fucking asses off to mm-hmm. take care of their kids, not just when they turn 18, but beyond. Mm-hmm. They'll support them in that. And it's it's just like this really and also they like I'm, I'm generalizing a lot of different communities because I meet so many different people but like the respect that they give to the older people where I feel like in my family at least as soon as you turn 18 that's it it's like I've been very fortunate enough to have a mom and dad who really really still take care of me and help me out vice versa even though I'm 27 but I feel like yeah, so many people I know like when they turn 18 it was like dead ass on their own and sometimes even before 18 even before shit, 18 it's, it's like, like you you can you can do it for yourself I had to tell my mom that the other day she was like telling my little brother like alright go cook dinner I'm like well he's 17 like he's you still are the parent you supposed to cook the dinner you know what yeah. I mean like, that's not necessary. He's still a kid. Yeah, 17 is a kid. It is. And also, like, in our community, a lot of people romanticize the struggle because they're like, you know, the rose that grew from concrete. And, like, you could, you know, figure it out. Like, you know, and that's not the way that you're supposed to do stuff. And or they like, people- when I was a kid, we ain't even had no, we, we ain't even had no books. We had to learn based on memory. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so you're like- proud of that? You want me to go through the same thing? <laughs> Hell no. And it's like, um, I... I definitely agree with you saying the structure of family um, because it's like, for instance, um, if you, you know, you have a child with this person and then you have a child with another person and then you just keep on breaking up, breaking up and then you're so separate with your families and stuff, that's a lot of income being dispersed. That, exactly. Also, the having um, the kids thing. Yeah, like, that's oh, a my lo- God. That's a lot of income being dispersed and also, like, there's, it's hard to have structure because it's like this person, you know, I'm going to raise my kids this way and I'm going to raise, and it's ways to have blended families, but the way that some people are... It's irresponsible. Yeah, the way that some people, especially like in our generation, are like just having, you know, children and it's just like whatever. And some people are, don't even know, you know, what their, what their next move is, you know, it's kind of, you know, 
scary. And uh, I know really quick, just because you all that some people probably think like, oh, that's not just black people. I said, no, but okay, but first of all, I'm I'm not really I can't speak on everybody else. Exactly because we are a black I, I'm 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 black. Okay. I'm so here. that's that. Um two, it is a poverty issue. But it's unfortunately poverty sometimes issue. poverty and um lack being, of education. Lack of education and being a person hand. of color does go hand to hand in this like if you look at the numbers, it, it, it tends to impact us a little bit harder and on a different level. So it's like I'm talking about us and when you have like when, like you said, you just keep having kids. Mm-hmm. That's fucking irresponsible. Yeah, because it's like it's no fault. It's just like, oh well, this this is what happens. You know, I'm older, like, you know, I guess this is what, you know, this is what's supposed to happen. And it's like, you're not even like I go back and forth every day. I don't know if I want to hit Same. I don't know. I'm we, we both yeah. I don't know. But even though I don't know and I'm not sure if I want to have kids, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about if I do have kids, how I would want to how I would want to see them be raised. Exactly. I, I always want to think about their well being because I want them to be comfortable because, you know, sometimes it, it makes me sad because my my parents, my dad in particular, sometimes he gets upset with himself because he's like, I wish that I had the money because he feels like um, that I was safer in New York for some reason. Mm. He doesn't like me going out late, you know. Obviously, I'm an adult. I am. But, like, he, like, you know, gets, like, nervous about me going out late, you know, being here. And I know crime happens everywhere, but in his mind, since New York is busier, it's more likely that, like, you know, somebody will be there to help me if yeah. something happens. Anyway, he gets upset at himself because, you know, he wasn't able to keep me in New York because, you know, we didn't have the money to help me. Um, And a lot of people that I'm friends with and, like, a lot of people that I've known that, like, I went to school with in New York, not everybody, because I know people who have worked their ass off and still are working their ass off, and they had nothing, and they are still doing it, and they are definitely the shit. But I do know people whose parents that literally was funding their them having apartments in New York, and they still are funding the apartments. And, like, having, like, you know, setting them up with, like, family members and stuff like that. And I'm like, that is so fucking... And, you know, they're able to live comfortably. They're able to, you know, work in their fields. They're able to travel. They're able to, like, do certain things. And it's like, you know, sometimes uh, I just remember, like, when I was graduating, then my dad was, like, really upset with that because, like, I had an aunt um, who was, like, very fabulous black woman who lived in Harlem. Like, years ago, mm. like, in, like, the 70s, 80s or whatever. But she had, and she lived in, like, a um a brownstone. And for some reason, you know, the family, they didn't keep up with it or something like that. She, you know, gentrification and stuff happened. And the brownstone, like, is not, you know, she lost it. And my dad was telling me, like, man, like, you know, if Aunt Moselle, like, you know, she, that's her name. How about that? Okay, Moselle, that she, sounds if she, fabulous. If she had, you know, a, you know, you could have that. That's where you could have lived. And I always wanted to live in Harlem. And it's just like the. I guess our family, you know, my dad's had. They tried to, you know, be so close knit and stuff like that. But it's just like the family structure was just like nobody, you know, nobody was there to advocate for her home. Yeah. And, and since there was nobody to advocate, you know, the possibility of me 
you know, having a place to live. Or, or you know, and, uh, some of your other or, cousins. Or other family who members. Who wanted to, y'all could have exactly, stayed together. Exactly. My other family members, you know, it was lost for us. Mm. And it's just like, we just have to, you know, just do, you know, what make do. Yeah. Um, and, and, and figure it out. Everybody figuring it out themselves, you could be figuring it out together. Exactly. And so that's why for me, you know, when I have, if I do decide to have kids, I want to have like a strong structure where it's like, here's plan A, B, C, all the way down to Z. And even if, you know, me and my partner or whatever separate, or we still have a strong family and we make sure that our kids are okay even when we're gone, even when, you know, we might have a financial hiccup. Like, I just want to make sure that everybody's okay. And I feel like a lot of people don't think like that. And again, like, you know, sometimes I have to say to myself, like, you know, I am privileged, you know, so the way what I think is a bit different, but also like it, um, it, uh, I feel like when it comes, when children are involved, I feel like you should have a different type of mentality. Like no matter what your education is, this is a child. Like, and they're very, they, they're influenced by everything. And this child grows up to be, you know, an adult, a, a, like adult. we are. So <laughs> I just feel like even if you don't have such structural views as I do, like um, I feel like you should have some sort of, you know, plan. And think about your actions. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, think about your like, actions. Like, think about... You don't have to have kids. You don't have to, you know, do... And not saying that, like, because I feel like, I, you know, despite, you know, some things that happened in my childhood, you know, and my parents couldn't protect me from, and, like, some things that I saw that, are like, no child should have, I feel like, considering I had a good childhood. Right. But it's sad because it's like considering like I have to say like considering this like considering the four years that I was in college and some people have never seen it yeah exactly like the four years I was in college we had you no know, hot water at mm-hmm. my house and nobody knew that um and it was you know my parents didn't like you know speak about it or anything like that like when I came home I would hate coming home because I would have to like boil water on the stove and I'm like this is like oh my gosh and it was so upsetting because I'm like the people that I made friends with at school, they don't have to do this. Mm-hmm. And you don't want, like, you feel about embarrassed about something you can't help and you know your parents are doing their best. Yeah, they're doing their best. And it's like, they're doing their best, but me, and this is definitely, obviously, no shade to them, they're doing their best, but I want to do better. Uh, and, and that's, and, like, and I, they want me to do better. Because they did better than what their parents did. Exactly, that, that's the goal. The goal should be to, like, do better each time. And, like, I just, like, to, like, exactly what you're saying is what I was, like, thinking about because all right so people think that money alone would just make a, a family structure stronger right and that's not it like mm-hmm. maybe for your family support. it would have made it stronger because your family already had the support right yep, you, you always had the love you already had the discipline you already had the acceptance you already had the like okay nobody's perfect but non-toxic like you were free to be yourself yeah. um and your parents were together so you mm-hmm. got to see what that looked like in a household but then i think about people like future right who are absolutely rich who are loaded but keep having all these kids Kids. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's no way you can maintain close knit relationships with all these different women. Exactly. There's just no way you can see your kids in all these different states. Mm-hmm. There's no way that you can um, you can see that. And like Baby Future is going to see love up close mm-hmm. because of Sierra and Russell. But I think about like my childhood and how like 
I never, like, my mom and dad weren't together, and I had great, they were great co-parents, but because my mom and dad were never together, because my mom and stepdad had a relationship that was not something I would recommend to anyone, I don't know really how to search for a partner. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it means to be in a household with somebody that you aren't arguing with. Like, I know that's not right, but what is right? And you would think that it's just common sense, like, okay, no, just get somebody that you love and this. No, it's not common sense because I get uncomfortable by things that are normal because I never experienced it before. I get uncomfortable by shit that is normal. Mm -hmm. And it takes for people to say, why are you getting freaked out by, you know, this guy wanting to see you all the time? Or why does why do you get freaked out by him wanting you to spend a night? Or like, I don't know how to like navigate. Like, what if they don't like my cleaning habits? What if this? I'm just so worried about how I am because I don't know how like women are. And I feel like so attacked when men I like move on to other women because I'm like, they know how to be a spouse. They know how to be a partner. They know how to be a girlfriend. And I'm such a loving person, but I don't know how to be a girlfriend like I don't know how to be a lover because I never seen it and I, I don't want my kids to witness me being awkward like, I don't want my kids to witness me being weird and not loving like I just want them to see me as my most loving version of myself and I want my husband to feel loved and not like he's forcing me to be loved like I just really want to work through that before I decide to have a family so that, you know, my kids know what love and support look like, like not even just on a financial end. I want to raise kids that know what to accept, know what to expect and believe that they can get it from other people. Because people who grow up around strong marriages, they walk around in the world. I'm not saying it works all the time, knowing that that's what they deserve. They want what mom and dad had. They want what grandma and grandpa had. And I can't look at anybody and be like, I want that. Or I believe that I can get it because I've never seen anybody get what I want. Never. Never, ever, ever in my life. Again, I know they. everybody in my life did their best. Mm -hmm. I think about how my grandmom had no home, really. Like, you know, she was pretty much tossed from family member to family member, had nothing of her own. She was a very, very sad child, she told me. But what she did was she put six kids in a little home in North Philly. So, you know, that for some people, they'd be like, damn, six kids in a two-bedroom, uh, in a three-bedroom house? How'd you manage that one, right? But then, on top of that, my mom made it so that I had my own room growing up. Every house I went to, we had a three-story house in North Philly. We have a three-story historical home in North Philly. And my mom... Even with her being on disability right now, she maintains that home and she owns it, something that her mother did not do. So I see it happening. Like, I see that each time we're up in each other. Me, I have a degree. I have something that my mom wasn't able to get because she, her mom couldn't afford to do it. Mm -hmm. So, I, again, I'm seeing the ripple. But what I'm trying to say is that it is so important for us to just have love and support in the home so we know how how are we going to demand other people give us something we don't believe that we're worthy of because we don't see it at home? Mm -hmm. How are we going to demand uh, our kids to get great jobs and stuff like that if they're not mentally stable, if they're carrying all these burdens, if they're thinking of through the mundane things, their mind isn't clear to find themselves, find new ideas. Like we need to cl clear their mind of that. I don't want my kid thinking about, dang, man, why won't mom just leave that man who verbally abuses her? That's not up to you. To, you shouldn't be worried about that yeah exactly. you go work because like when i was a kid like yeah my my parents were always together but like never i don't remember my parents being like boyfriend and girlfriend they were just always a thing and they didn't get married until i was like in middle school i think like till it was mm -hmm. like later um and like when i was i grew up i grew up in the house with my grandma 
and my mom. Um, and then my dad lived in um, his house. But they was, like, when I was younger, like, they kind of co-parent, and then they eventually got together. And, like, for me, in, like, relationships, I, like, I like, I notice that I slide when it comes to titles. Like, it's very easy for me to slip into a situationship mm. because yep. it was never, like, it was never, like, a finite thing. And, like, my parents were just, like, they were just a thing. Like, everybody just knew it was Samantha Sydney. Mm-hmm. That, that was just it. And for them, that worked out. But, like, for me, it just doesn't work out. It's very easy for me to slip into a situationship and then start doing, you know, girlfriend things. So I'm like, oh, like, I'm always here. Like, I'm always – and so I just slip into that. And it's like, no, like, you know, you should say, like, this is what you want. Like, be vocal. You know, this is how you do things. And, like, I don't – you know, I feel like it was definitely different back in the day. You can't do that shit now. But I don't want, you know – that to happen and I accidentally you know the father of my kid be some nigga that I just had a situationship with and it's just like we I mean thankfully for me my parents do love each other yeah and I definitely right. feel that but it's like some I feel niggas, it too because they're my second parents and, <laughs> for real but like <laughs> it, that's scary to me like slipping into something like for that a nigga does just never you know because I've talked to me and you have talked to niggas that's like yeah like you know me and this girl was just hooking up and then we just had a baby or something like that yeah, and you don't like, really care what? Yeah, and he don't really care for her and that like that makes me sad like that would make me so sad if like that would like especially me somebody that deals with like you know mental uh, both of us like deals with like mental illness that would I know I would try my best to be the best mom I could be, but that would make me so sad mm-hmm. to know that the person that I created, you know, a child would just never liked me or yeah, like I don't, don't know if love I'm, me. I'm not strong enough. Like you gotta, I feel like I'm you not gotta strong. be real with yourself. And I'm not strong enough, and that's why I don't, you know, put myself in the situation. I'm not strong too. enough. I'm not because that would just upset. Because I'm like, wow, we made this beautiful this person that makes me happy. But it's like you don't look, you, like. I'm looking was, at you, looking at me, and I don't see the love. Exactly. You know? How like? Because I feel like your parents, they was homies. Like, I feel yeah. like they was like. I feel like they just was like friends. Are like, damn, we had a baby. And also, my mom and my dad do love each other. They do, they and I've seen them. it how they talk about each other, and even when they are disappointed in each other, it's out of love. But my mom and my dad, like, it was so weird growing up that I, I never, I just accepted like, yo, my mom and my dad were friends, and I was just telling somebody that my mom and my dad made life so good for me you know that when I was when it was time to go see my dad I was happy and when it was time to go back home to my mom I was happy yeah. I didn't like I loved them both yeah, so you equally never, yeah because I, I love them both equally yeah because mm-hmm. I must say they are like a fabulous um example of co-parents yeah. like even when we first became friends I was so used to having friends that like was like yeah I don't like my dad my mom called my dad sperm donor yep. or something like that it was never like that with you never Mm-mm-mm. my dad always he'd be like listen if you ain't know nothing else you know I've been a man I'm like I swear to god my dad said that to me once a week <laughs> if I ain't did nothing else I may not have been perfect I'm not always politically correct but I've been a man that's Whatever my, that means. I'm like, all right, so anyway, Dad, can I have these sneakers that I want? But, you know, anyway, like, back to what you were saying, just, like, based on our parents' relationships, like, sometimes I think to myself about how, like, what I ask for 
and what I feel feel like I deserve is tested a lot. You know, like I feel like I, I say I think I deserve this. I say I think I deserve that. But it's really put to the test when I have someone that's about to give me these things. And I'm like, for real, you going to give me what I asked for? Because like if I really deserved it, it would be like, bitch, you better have. And I'm not talking about respect. Right. Like because respect is something I demand from everybody. But when I have somebody that's really agreeing to what I'm asking them to do as far as like um, loving me and treating me right and taking on that masculine position, I get really stressed out because I'm like, oh, my God, do I deserve this? You know what I mean? Like, do I deserve this? I don't feel like I deserve certain things because I just feel like who am I to ask for something that I don't even know exists? I haven't even seen. And I've been trying to change that because I'm like, I will never get what I don't believe I deserve. So that starts with that. You can't that I can't put on anybody else. Not my mom, not my dad, nobody. That has to be the work that I'm doing. And I think that starts with like confidence. And I'm not talking about everybody know I know I look good. I'm talking about that like that. <laughs> That confidence below the skin. The inner child. The, the inner child. You know, you got to mom that self. You have to mother yourself and really, really think about your confidence and be like, why, not not just me, why does everyone deserve this? Exactly. And, like, not saying, you don't have to be, because obviously there's no book, you, there's no right way to parent and stuff like that. But I feel like when you want to, like, you know, start a family, I feel like more people should, like, do the mental work. And because I feel like I'm the reason why, like, you know, I I was very strict for myself. Like I got myself on birth control and I have tried multiple times of birth control and I might have to try another one. It's because I still have the mental work to do my not you'll never be especially if you deal with the mental illness is there's no cure for it you'll never be 100 percent, but you'll find out ways to cope and I still have not found ways to cope and I don't think that is fair for me to you know try to start a family and also because I would need you know a lot of help you know from my parents and stuff like that I just feel like I'm not there right now no so I feel like a lot of people should like be honest with themselves and say like I am not there right now no because and also mainly I'm really thinking about people like you said like the future situation I mean that is just like so irresponsible like I know we may laugh and joke and stuff like that but when you really think about it at its core it is very disturbing and right. it's very sad because it's just like you just dropping off the sea and it's just like I can you pay know, for them so it yeah, don't matter it's like yeah. that's not what that's not a strong because family structure exactly because there's no discipline <laughs> exactly and also there's a bunch of rich kids who grow up super fucked up because their parents thought oh money was enough no it's it's got to be the best of both worlds like you can't just be out here just because you got money be like oh that's all the structure i need i can put my kids through college. no i'm talking about we're human beings first right you know we just trying the, the money is just made up for this you know it's a social construct riches and everything else but um yeah i'm so happy we had a chance to talk about this though because it's been it's been weighing on my mind for so long like how am i going to change my family structure how am i working on myself now so that i absolutely no matter what situation i'm in whether i'm a single mother or not which is something i don't want to be but if that's the case i'm not that's that's not what i'm saying because i come from i'm i come from people who were not together me and my brothers all had different dads and my mom raised the hell out of us I'm not saying that my mom sucked at any other woman or man who has children out of wedlock with multiple people suck. I'm just saying the, the energy and time you put into raising your family and creating strong structures is going to affect them for the rest of their life so why not be thoughtful mm -hmm. that is it 
So, thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's show, um, Fully Loaded. Uh, please leave us some reviews. We always appreciate it. We always appreciated it. So, we always appreciate yes, it. Yes, and send emails. Send us some emails, guys. Sabria is on it. Like, because y'all, again, I'm a flop. So, <laughs> if you sent the email in the past and we didn't respond or something, please resend it. Because I really don't know how to keep, like, track of stuff like that. My brain don't work for emails and stuff. Any notification, actually, that my brain just doesn't see it so yeah sabrina's on top of it now and we're good to go but yeah make sure you send us some reviews on apple Podcasts. give us some five stars let us know what you think because that's how other people find us i'm also uh, going to be reading some of the uh instagram dms if i feel like it's like a really long heartfelt letter i don't want to read that like in the middle of a work day i want to take my time share it with sabrina make sure we send a response because honestly we are just regular girls and that that man that really really just lifts you up when you just see somebody like yo I discovered y'all and y'all them funny weird black girls I've been hoping I could find that that's everything can't hear it too many times so we really appreciate that make sure you follow us on Instagram um, at Black Girl Brunch Twitter BLK Girl Brunch and you can hit us up on Gmail at blackgirlbrunch at gmail.com I mean the emails on Gmail <laughs> um, also you can follow me on Instagram at Iman Mate and you can follow me on Twitter at It's Mate and Sabria at it's Frankenfem on Instagram and Frankenfem underscore on Twitter. Okay, and I, I know Sabrina gonna get mad at me for saying this, but we we might be working on some you know new, new bars, new music. Um, <laughs> <laughs> possibly, no promises, no promises. <laughs> but yeah, I am we working. Ba- on, I'm working on new music. We back in the stew, and I'm excited because like I just I don't know I live vicariously through. Uh, entertainers because I, I don't have the energy so I'm just ha- I'm just happy like it's about to be summertime like that's a great time to just act up and, and make music okay guys you all, y'all have a fantastic week we're gonna head out bye peace <laughs>